On today's episode, I want to take a look at Snowflake. They just IPO'd and the stock price has gone like crazy. So today's episode is going to be broken down into the following. First, I just want to do a quick introduction of the Snowflake company. Next, I want to take a look at is it possible for regular investors like us to purchase at the IPO prices? Snowflake today was supposed to IPO in the low 100s, I think 110, 120. But when it truly became public, we did not see those prices. So I just want to do a quick explanation of why that happens and if it's possible for us regular investors to purchase at that IPO price. Then I want to take a look at the good of the company. Why are investors so willing to pay these high prices for the company right now? And is it really high, right? Based on those good articles, are we do we believe it's still overvalued or undervalued? After that, I want to take a look at the bad parts of Snowflake, mainly like financials. And at the end, I'm just going to end with my thoughts. So like always, if you are new to my channel, if you're a long-term investor, and if you would like to learn about growth stocks, make sure to hit that subscribe button. To all my returning viewers, thank you so much for the support. It truly means a lot. And like always, if you guys want to get in contact with me, YouTube comments, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, my Discord channel, josenaharo.com. Remember, all the information that I provide here is free. But by no means am I a professional, so none of this should be taken as advice. So make sure to talk to a financial advisor before making any decisions. Now that we got that out the way, let's get this episode started. So I did mention that the company went IPO'd at $120, right? But when we take a look at when the first trade happened, which was around $1238, it seemed like the first price was somewhere in the $276. So where did that IPO price come and was anybody able to get into it? Yeah, people, yeah, and, and the answer is yes. Regular investors like us are able to get into IPOs uh, at the IPO price. There's a lot of brokers. For example, I have a link below to Webull, and Webull, if you sign up using that link, we both get a free stock, but they do have an IPO center. I have yet to use it, um, and, and I know some of the IPOs go pretty quick, but it's, it's one of the few brokers that I know that allows it right off the bat for investors. And the problem with IPO prices is, right, there is a limited to the amount of shares that go out. So it's usually like the top tier people, the top banks that get the first dibs, um, those top investors get the first dibs on those IPO shares, and then it just trickles down. So if in Weeble, if the, if it continues to trickle down, and there's plenty of and there's plenty of stocks left over, then you can get into those prices. Unfortunately, I think with Snow, it, it it did not have the the ability to trickle down. I think all the big big fish, all the big whales, took it right from the get go. There are other, in other brokers you can, for example, in Fidelity, which is the broker I use, I know you need to have over, I think, $250,000 or I think 100000 There is a threshold of how much money you must have in, in your account before you can request, before you can request IPO stocks. And I've actually heard from some of the viewers of this channel that you can even email them directly and ask them to enter IPOs. And it doesn't matter your account price your account size um so yes it is possible for us retail investors but it's it's also very hard for us to do it normally i i don't get into ipo prices for stuff like this it usually drops increases like crazy and at that point it kind of becomes overvalued 
So for me, I, I tend to wait a bit. Uh, um, there's only one IPO, depending on the valuation that I might jump into right off the bat, and that's going to be Unity. But if the valuation jumps up like crazy, like it did for today, it's for me it would most likely be a wait for Unity if something like this happens. And one more thing I want to mention about IPOs, when an IPO goes public, insiders are not able to sell their shares for X amount of time. It's usually a, a determined, a public time when they can't sell their, their shares from like, I think it's somewhere between a month to like six months that the insiders are unable to sell shares. So what most investors tend to do is they try to find out when that period time, blackout period is, is long length is, and what usually the moment they're able to sell, insiders start selling and it starts dropping the stock price down. So a lot of inside, a lot of investors tend to wait for that and, and wait for that initial sell off period. And that's when they start to pick up during these IPOs. All right. So now that we talked about IPOs, let's take a quick look at who is Snow. And I actually should have started with that. But right now, Snow, and I'm taking a look at this cool article from stocknews.com, and you guys can see the link here if you guys want to read more about the article, but I just want to give you the overall understanding of the company. So Snow is only a five-year-old company, so it's pretty young, um, but it's already projected to have $800 million in revenue over the next 12 months. Snowflake helps companies organize their data by creating data warehouses. Essentially, it takes massive pools of data from various departments of the company and then reorganizes it across different categories to make it searchable and usable in a practical sense. Companies then use this warehouse to optimize operations, learn more about their customers and earn more money. Snowflake has its own cloud, which is built on top of other major cloud operators, including Google Cloud, Microsoft's Azure, and Amazon's AWS. So that's that's actually pretty easy to understand what Snow does. Um, what Snow does, it, it has the it has a warehouse where where companies can put their their data their data in on the cloud, and then the, that same company can use that data properly and to determine great information about their customers, about their expenses, about just how the overall company is being run. So now let's take a look at some of the good things about Snowflake and why these investors are paying these crazy prices right now. Snowflake is the fastest growing software company with over $100 million in revenue. It already has 20% of the Fortune 500 as customers. So a lot of big boys are, are part of their customer base. In their most recent quarter, the revenue grew 121% compared to the same time last year. So the first good thing about Snowflake, right, we saw was that crazy revenue growth. It is a, a, definitely a heavy grower. And we also saw that it has a lot of big customers right now. Next, let's take a look at some of the investors that were willing to buy at IPO. And some of the big guys were Berkshire Hathaways, um, which is obviously the big the, where Warren Buffett is the CEO. And one thing I'm going to say, just because Berkshire Hathaways purchased this company doesn't, auto, doesn't automatically mean that it was Warren Buffett's idea. For example, there is a company I did I did a video on many 
many months ago and that was stone ticker stne and it was a uh, fintech in brazil and again it was being backed up by berkshire hathaways but it wasn't warren buffett himself who made that purchase or went with it it was one of the other analysts within that group and i believe this is the same thing that's happening with snowflake it's one it's probably one of those other analysts picking up so just i, I just want to make sure that just because you see berkshire hathaways doesn't mean that it's always a buffett buy but it is always good to have a big name like that backing you up another big name that backed them up is sales is salesforce i believe crm yep crm also purchased some at ipo price all right and now a, a lot of people might be like jose how does one collect information about ipo companies if they're just being public what kind of information is out there there is when before a company even goes public they have to provide has data of financial information so investors can understand what the company is doing and this is usually in the s1 filing and you can find this in the sec website um so you could just go to sec.gov you would put like snow and you would find the s1 filing there or you can probably even go to google.com and put like snowflakes s1 filings and they'll send you a link to it and you can do this for any other ipo for example i, I did an episode on unity and if um if you want to learn more about unity you will go to U- google put unity s1 filing and you can get their financial history so investors understand what they're investing even though it's it's just going public they were still running privately as a business so there's still information of them that they've collected over time one thing i i do want to mention here so here we're taking a quick look at their s1 filing and just a little bit more good about snowflake before we head to the bad so total customers right now at the end of within the first six months of 2019 which was which ended in july 31st were 1000 547 customers considering that now the first six months of this year of 2020 it has increased almost double definitely double it's now sitting at 3117 customers so we're seeing that growth in customer relationships for snowflake and just compare the same time last year now let's take a look at customers with trailing 12 months product revenue greater than 1 million dollars so these are customers that in the past 12 months have paid snowflake more than a million dollars in revenue in 2019 for the first six months so between between january and the end of july of 31st they only had 22 actually for this is the end of january to the end of july 31st they only had 22 customers paying them more than one million dollars now here in 2020 for the end of january 31st to the end of july 31st they have over 56 customers paying more than one million dollars so we're seeing not only a growth in total customers but we're also seeing a nice growth in customers that are paying the big bucks so these are for me the major reasons that we're seeing this amazing we're seeing these crazy valuation price for snowflake next i want to take a quick look at this company's balance sheet and again i think the the balance sheet is is pretty pretty strong in my opinion and this is another great reason why investors are paying or are buying this company right now so at the end of of july of june 30th right now they have about 
184 million dollars of non-current debt and about 17 million dollars of current debt so close to 200 million dollars of debt but let me say that this debt is not a form of loan it's just a form of of lease liability so whatever they're paying for the buildings that's where this debt is coming from this company in terms of loans does not have any liabilities which a lot of investors seem to like um so right now that 200 about that 200 million dollars of debt is pretty much lease liabilities now let's take a quick and look over 64 percent of this company's revenue is of this company's liability is deferred revenue and for me if you guys have been watching my channel deferred revenue is pretty much a fake liability for me now let's take a quick look at this company's quick cash it has current investments of about 450 million dollars and it has cash and cash equivalents of about 140 million dollars so close to 600 million dollars in in quick cash so they have enough cash to pretty much pay off their total debt and be off with everything right and, and still have money left over so what's the bad about snowflake and that's where we're about to start talking we can see the first bad thing is these profit margins right now snowflake does not make any money at all it's actually really big in losses the profit margins for this company is 131 per negative 131 percent so what's what's profit margins of negative 131 percent so if it had profit margins of negative 131 percent right now if it collected revenue of 100 million dollars what its profits would be at the end of the day would actually be a loss of 131 million dollars so imagine making sales of 100 million dollars but you end up with a loss of 131 million dollars and that's the profit margins and these profit margins the year before that were negative 184 percent so now that we see these negative losses we have to understand where those losses are coming from so the first thing and here i'm on this amazing website known as lazyfa.com and it helps me with these fundamentals analysis and no this is not a paid ad by lazyfa i just love using uh, this is one of my favorite platforms to use when doing fundamental analysis so here we can see revenue for this most recent year was 264 million dollars cost of revenue was 116 million so they had a positive gross profit then after gross profit they go through other expenses after those other expenses they ended up with a negative 347 million dollar loss so how do you go from gross profit positive to negative 347 million dollars and that's the expenses that are in between there and what expenses are in between there there's two expenses between there there's research and development and sales general and administrative expenses research and development is 105 million dollars sales general and administrative expenses is 400 million dollars just that just that expense is almost double the amount of revenue that this company collects so we can see this company is spending a lot of money right now on its sales teams on its on, on its administrative team and right now this company has to grow its revenue a lot stronger before it can end up being profitable and this is the very scary thing about this company another scary thing about this company right now is at the end of today the current valuation for this company is 70.4 billion dollars 
At the end of February, there was a private funding for Snowflake and private investors paid only $12.4 billion. So people are saying that, hey, in a matter of six months, you're saying the company grew by over $60 billion, almost five times what private investors paid uh, not even six months ago. What's up with that? So these are, are the cases of why people are really doubting this crazy valuation for Snowflake. And right now, one of the most expensive stocks right, it would be Zoom. Zoom currently has a price-to-sales ratio of 85. So it's selling 85 times its normal sales. Right now, based on the current valuation, Snowflake is selling 190 times more than its trailing 12-month sales. And this is saying something, right? Because Zoom is growing. It's one that's growing super fast. But Zoom is also profitable at the moment. So why are people willing to pay more for Snowflake than they are for Zoom, even though Zoom is also a fast grower and is also one that's already profitable? So now my thoughts. And actually, let me know in the comments below, guys. What are your thoughts on Snowflake? Are you planning on buying right now? Are you playing? Are, are, are you even in the position right now? And if so, at what price point did you guys get in? Um, so right now for me, Snowflake is not a buy, even though it is a clouding company with these crazy valuation prices. It's not something I would touch anytime soon. Anything. I mean, this is making all my growth stocks look pretty cheap right now. And that's not a good thing, if I may say so, because um, I do know probably some of my stocks might be a bit on the expensive side. But at 190 times the trailing 12 months revenue, that is insane. The other thing for me is Snowflake, it's not really a company, it's not really a business that would make it very high on my tier list. So I have three tier companies. I have tier one stocks, tier two stocks, and tier three stocks. Tier one stocks are usually my most convicted stocks, and they're usually my biggest positions. Tier three are my, are, are, are and let me say this, all tier are companies that I believe will give me better results than the, than the overall market. Zoom, I mean, Snowflake, if it goes, let's say if it was at a great valuation, it would probably only be a tier three stock for me. It would never be a tier one for me. It might not even ever be a tier two. If I, let's say if I, if I wanted to buy Zoom, uh, Snow at this price right now, how I would do it is I would dollar cost average, right? This is how I would play it if I wanted to enter Snow, Snowflake right now. I would dollar cost average. I would pay a little bit here today. I would pay a little bit next week, the week after that, and grow my position over time. If it was one that I was willing to wait a bit for, I probably would try to find out more information on when that blackout period is, when insiders will start selling, and that can probably drive the stock price down, and that's when I would I would start buying in over time. So those are the different ways I would play this company. Like always, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you guys think. Make sure to hit the thumbs up and take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.